Hello and welcome to the Raising Men Show. This is our Thanksgiving offering. Yeah, like that. We're still in the series. It begins at home, but being thankful and expressing thanks and showing thanks, that definitely begins at home. That's for sure, for sure, like for real, for real. I'm sure a lot of us are dealing still with the coronavirus and COVID-19, whatever you want to call it. Certain states or many states and many counties I know in California were all given, you know, the purple marking and the purple ratings. We guess we failed our test and we just couldn't help ourselves, couldn't keep our hands to ourselves, couldn't keep the sanitizer up. And I know there's still a collection, a wide collection of people that really don't think that Corona is a thing. And, it, you know, to you, that's that's okay. It could, it could be a thing, but to the rest of the relief workers and first responders and people who've contracted Corona, I mean, I, that was too easy, right? So we're going to let that go. So for anyone who's been sick from the virus and those we've lost from the virus, and again, for those of you who still don't believe it's a thing and, you know, thinking that the numbers are skewed and adding numbers to the population of those who really weren't sick and died from Corona. But then there's still those who've actually legitimately gotten sick from Corona. Those have legitimately invalidated their death from Corona. It's a thing. So wherever you find yourself on the, on the spectrum or on the side of the argument, whatever set you're going to claim, we're going to continue to, to grind through it and, and work through it. The Lord wants us to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves and, I'm wondering if in this time, I don't know, people don't eat. Well, I don't think anybody eats a dove. I haven't done that research, but a lot of us are being wise mouthed when dealing with other people or wise in our postings towards other people. But I don't think many of us are being gentle. Now, some of us, of course, are being gentle to our friends and gentle to our, the ones that we think are being gentle back to us. But what does that really mean in terms of God's economy and God's kingdom. This is supposed to be a season that finished, you know, that leads into the finishing of the year. And I know some of us, I know for me, I don't know, I can't say that. I know for some, we're excited to see 2020 go and it's, you know, it needs to get better and looking forward into 2021. But, and I'm not saying that 2020 wasn't bad for us, but I have to say this. 2020, the Lord showed himself to be a lot of different things to us that we'd never seen before or things for us we had not seen in a while. And I'm thankful to the Lord for him showing himself strong. Yeah, and I'm I'm thankful. And, and, and in the whole thought and concept of this, of this show and this message, whatever you want to call it, maybe I'm just coming to grips with understanding what these really are, but I had to go to the scripture. I had to spend some time like, okay, Lord, I need to understand what being thankful meant. I have to understand what is it really doing? Is it, it's more than just a menu, right? I mean, a lot of us are getting excited about what we're going to cook. And here we are in this whole purple state. Well, not a purple state, but in this state of pandemic where our county or our state's in this purple status. And we have to really understand then what does that mean for us? Well, as I looked at the purple bands and the, and the restrictions are, you know, restaurants cannot serve indoors. You have to serve outdoors or eat outdoors. You can serve inside, but you can't eat indoors. Well, the weather 
I wanted to use the old Gilligan's Island theme. The weather started getting rough, and it's starting to get rough for some of us. It's starting to get cold. Not sure there's been a lot of snowfall, but at least it's becoming a time where eating outside at a restaurant is not something I'm going to really put high on my list. Now, again, granted, I do live in California, and Southern California, and people say, oh, it never rains in Southern California. That's what Tony, Tony, Tony says, but it, it does rain from time to time, but even though it may not rain as often as it may in other places, but it still can be a little chilly. Now, we may say it's California cold, but to us, it's still cold, and I don't plan to go to a restaurant, order a hot meal, and sit outside in a chilly or California cold place and eat it on a regular basis. If I was going to do that, I could do that in my own backyard, the comfort of my own backyard, and turn on the fire pit and, and go from there. But And granted, there are some restaurants that are employing the heating lamps and those are pretty awesome too i mean there's a certain ambiance that you can get from sitting outside and we need to be supporting our local businesses because it's important and for them the people that own and work there those businesses are essential to their households essential to their their livelihood so yes definitely please support your businesses i i do as often as i can i I think a lot of us are supporting our local grocery stores a lot uh, more often than anything else. But this, the, the small businesses and even the medium-sized businesses, they they need help. Large businesses, yeah, they're, they're getting theirs in a lot of cases. And we're not going to go down that far in that rabbit hole. But in just staying mindful as to where we are, what is Thanksgiving to you? For me, growing up, it was it was all about my mother's menu and what she wanted to have and who she was going to have over. And I think a lot of us have had that same philosophy brought to us. And this year's festivities and holidays don't have that same meaning, don't have that same excitement. And so I know there's a certain level of, of depression that comes into the whole thought of the holidays because we are not supposed to be gathering in, in the numbers that we wouldn't want to have them, not supposed to be gathering in the groups and with the groups that we really want to be gathering in. And I know people who are, you know, who are not exactly fond of our state's governor are poking quite a lot of fun at him because apparently he was, he has been saying one thing and doing another, you know, telling the Californians to stay home, wear a mask, you know, avoid people at, you know, as much as you can or gather in small groups. But I guess the last week or two he was found and he didn't admit to having been at a socially not a non-socially distant gathering with people and found himself well exposed on tv and social media i thought it was funny because it's a lot of time we spend a lot of lip service and do as i say not as i do but the but the truth of all of it is that this has obviously been going on since like february of 2020 and whether whether or not that you are an introvert, and not everybody in this in our society is is an introvert. So some of us just want to see people. And I remember in the early stages of this whole sheltering in, when I would do my walks in the morning, where I'd go out to pick up the paper or get the mail, there was there would be a lot of people waving and be so excited to see another human being, another adult in, in our cases, and even the kids were excited to see an adult or a person other than their parents, someone that's other other than people living in their house. And I thought it was awfully interesting. And it was it was comforting. Till we got around 
you know, eight minutes and some change. And then it became hard to breathe. And then it became an issue where I don't really want to see anybody else. And I was concerned about people who wanted to see us and wondering if it's something that it's worth watching. Or do I need to watch who's watching us? Do I need to be careful of who I'm watched by? And do I, do I need to wonder where I'm going and look over my shoulder and wonder? And, and I, I get, began to become thankful just to be home or just to be able to make it home from trip to trip. Well, thankful for one, that I didn't get shot and killed. Thankful for two, that the lines weren't as long as they had been in early February and March. And thankful that I, you know, myself and directly and, and no one that lives in my home directly has suffered with the coronavirus and thankful that that we had a job that was able to pay and thankful to be on air and thankful to talk to you and thankful that we were all able to share a word of hope for those who were not as fortunate. Now, okay, I could probably go back through and, and play back and I probably have used the word think or thanksgiving or something along those lines or implication on those lines at least probably 20 or 25 times by now. In preparing for this show, I looked in the, in the lexicon and, and I found that the word thanks or thanksgiving or something dealing with a thankful praise or a thank you, thankful offering even if you stretch it out to being synonymous with the word thanks or thankful or thanksgiving, the Bible has it only listed 32 times. And I was shocked. I'm thinking, okay, there's got to be another way to do this, right? I've got to be able to find some other words that were synonymous with the word thankful or thanksgiving or thanks or thank you or some form of praise or offering related to being thankful or but it was only 32, and I went and counted them all. And I went and found the scriptures and read them, all 32 of them. And I thought, well, wait a minute. There's 66 books in the Bible. I would want to believe that something related to being thankful or thanks or something was mentioned more than 32 times. But then I started to really ask myself the question. Across the 51 years that I've been alive, how often have I really truly been thankful for what I have? Now, of course, we can go and do the word content and look that up real quick and see how often the word content was used in the Bible. Now, because that's that's synonymous, yes, but it's different than, than being thankful. So the word content Okay, now that word was used 1,159 times. Okay, now now that was something I was more of looking, you know, something along the lines of what I was expecting to see from being thankful. But again, the words aren't the same. They have widely different meanings in the word content or contentment than it is to be thankful. And I'm starting to wonder, how often are we, are we really thankful for anything that the Lord has done for us in our lives? How often are we, do we even say thank you and mean it to a person that may you know, pass a salt or a napkin? Or is it just something we just say as a matter of courtesy? 
are you really thankful that I passed you the salt because you really, really needed it because the food was that bland? Or thank you for passing me the napkin because I really need to wipe my hands. But would I have? Would you have said thankful? Thank you to me for any other reason? Would you have truly have been thankful to me? Or you have a thankful for me? Are you thankful for the dog or the child? Are you? What are you thankful for? Do we tell our kids that we're thankful for them? Do we tell our kids even? Thankful. I thank you. I, I know as an adult, as a parent, I often make sure I try to tell my kids, hey, make sure you say thank you and say please and thank you and try to be a good citizen and try to be a good, strong young man and be a positive role model. And, and what that looks like to me was having good manners. And so ha- trying to understand what good manners look like from a biblical standpoint, they don't match up. They don't. Nothing lines up like that and nothing quite looks mannerable. And we know that from the whole political race that I know we looked at, there wasn't a lot of good manners shown there. And is that a big deal? Does it really take all that? Is it, I mean, Craig, you're back on that same thing about the political party. You've already done that series. It's, it, it, it's gone. But, and I know, but it begins at home. We need to understand what thankful and being thankful means from a biblical standpoint. Because we, we spend a lot of time, or maybe we don't spend a lot of time just living our lives and accusing people of one thing or another or hurling accusations at someone or posting something and just running our fingers off or running off at the mouth. I should say, I'm not quite sure how we make that analogy now on social media where we can just post anything and exercise our, you know, our amendment right to be able to have free speech or free posting, even if it does hurt someone's feelings. Well, I'm thankful that I don't have to deal with cyberbullying and, and social media bullying. I, I, I understand why people have decided to pull themselves away from social media for a season because it can be uncomfortable. It can be not so much fun. It can be a place that's not as uplifting as you would want it to be. I listen to my kids talk about their time that they've spent online in these online games where there's adults not acting adults. Well, maybe they are. Maybe they're acting like the leadership does and you know, yelling and screaming at each other and calling each other names or inappropriate names. And yeah, and my kids are those are those ones that are, you know, reporting people and getting trying to get them banned from the game because of, of being inappropriate. Now, I can almost see it being a child doing it, you know, being inappropriate because children are more impulsive. But when you get beyond 25, 30, 40, 50 years old and you're still being impulsive and yelling and screaming, I, I could just say this. I would just really would not want anyone near me that I would know that you're that person, that adult that's screaming at one of my kids on a video game. Because it's just a game. And, and if, you're, if your life is that critical and that caught up or empty that you've got to yell and scream at anybody for not performing up to your standard in a game, then I think maybe we got to get you some more life outside of that game to help you understand some social graces and understand what what life really means because it's got to mean something for you outside of cyberspace. Let me need to all get back to life and get back to reality, as the song used to say. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about it begins at home and being thankful. It's a Thanksgiving message. We'll be right back. Again, I'm sorry. This is Craig Carlisle. This is The Ramsey Men Show. It's been a long time. Preach, preach. If you really want to party with me, you got it. 
This is Mr. C, the host of The Framework, a Christian hip-hop music show. We're all getting back to live and looking for something new, clean, and something to bob your head to. Well, here it is. My four youngest sons and I, we're playing the best in Christian hip-hop music. Mainstream, indie, local artists, you name it. You don't have to be a super producer to get on the show. Follow The Framework on social media for air times and locations. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and both Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it, either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to the Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlisle, on WKBY, so we're going into Thanksgiving, and of course, this is going to be airing on the Tuesday before, so you have two days to try to get to the supermarket. And as I was starting off the show, we I mentioned how a lot of us are in the purple category, or purple st- uh, status for this Corona-19, or sorry, Corona-19, I've sp- split up the names, COVID-19, or this coronavirus pandemic. And the stores now are reducing, have to reduce their capacity of how many patrons or people can be inside the store from half capacity or 50% down at 25. And so now we're back to the point of people having to stand near the doors who work for these you know, grocery stores and restaurants and have to have a clicker and understand, for one, how many people can we really have inside of a restaurant anyway, or a supermarket or anywhere, a bank or a gas station or whatever we have to go on the inside is now at half capacity if your group is in the purple category. Now, will we be there by... Thanksgiving, yeah, because it worked in like two weeks at a time. But will we be there by Christmas? Lord, I hope not. But in the area where we live, just today, it was happening. We've been reported to have had the largest single day number of cases testing positive for the coronavirus since this whole thing began, that we were aware of that it began, right? And you would think, by about the ninth month into this thing, that we, the people, would be smart enough and intelligent enough and reason enough to, for one, to keep your hands to yourself, two, to wash our hands, to three, to make yourself be protected enough to not contract this thing. There's nothing out there that's new about this virus that we should that we should already know. In terms of how to protect ourselves, should you wear a mask? Yeah. Oh, masks aren't effective. Well, you know what? I'm sure that having some form of, you know, N95 mask is a lot more protection than that bandana you got around your face or not having a mask at all. And I have heard people say that I'm too healthy to have to wear a mask and it's bad for my breathing. It's bad for, and I, I'm not a professor. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a Physician, I'm not a part of the CDC. I'm not trying to say you should wear your mask. I'm not trying to make you feel some kind of way. So don't make me feel some kind of way about wearing a mask. Let's just make sure we get that there. So I will thank you for that. So don't social media, don't DM my, don't slide in my DMs and try to tell me that I don't know what I'm talking about. But I tell you what, I just have to do what our leaders have asked us to do. Is that so hard? 
I also have some a special a child that I don't want to say special needs to make sure I get that right. I have a I have some children who have pre existing conditions that would make them pretty pretty interestingly acute for the coronavirus. I've got three kids that take asthma meds. I'm not taking any extra precautions. I'm not going to go dance around on the freeway doing the a high speed time. Now I may play on the freeway when it's rush hour because the cars aren't going anywhere. But this is not rush hour for us with the coronavirus. This is a prime time. Those freeways are wide open because folks are getting it in a high number. So we're going to stay together in my house. So, you know, so basically those in my house, we're going to follow the rules. And maybe, and maybe rule following, maybe that's just a black thing. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but my parents are from Mississippi. So Mississippi and Alabama, let me sure, make sure I get there. So we were taught to follow their rule and we were taught to, to follow the rule of the law so we don't have any trouble with the law. But it's funny, California law, our sheriffs, you know, the leadership said we're not going to follow the rule from the governor to enforce the law of the quarantine, or not, or I should say the curfew, sorry, from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Now, for some of us, I think, I thought it was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of to have a curfew from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. There weren't really a lot of things going on during the week from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. So if you're really going to have something put in place to actually make some change, I don't think a 10 p.m. curfew is really going to do much. Now, granted, there are some restaurants and bars and things like that and other businesses that are open after those hours that are essential or non-essential, whatever that, whatever category they fall in. is, It's whatever they fall in. But I don't make a habit of going to the to a restaurant after 10. Now, have I done it before to a fast food? Yeah, I've done that before. And, and in the time when we were out and needing to be out more on the weekend, but during the week, that's just not my own personal practice. So, but if that's your practice, then hey, I, I get it. That could pose a problem. And then for the restaurant owners, that could be a problem as well because you're trying to get a parent or someone else or a single person, whatever, to come and get a meal at that time of night, which is convenient for them. And it's another opportunity for you to lose business. I get it. I, I'm not trying to say that that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying if that's what the law says, the moment that that's what the ordinance say at the moment, we have to follow. We've got to make sure that this is a season that we're safe so we can have seasons in the future that are open. How does this deal with Thanksgiving and being thankful? Well, I, I'm thankful for at least the, be, the opportunity to talk about it. I'm thankful for the opportunity to, to bring this up with my kids and get their take on it. I, I'm, I'm thankful for being able to be a parent and have to make these tough choices. There, there weren't many times in my life when I was actually excited about being a parent. There weren't many times when I was actually excited about being a single parent trying to do this because of the weight of it, W-E-I-G-H-T, of all of the waiting, W-A-I-T-I-N-G, is tough because it's so much that we have to carry. There's so much we have to stand around and be slow and wait to make the next move on that it can be just overwhelming. But I'm thankful for God's grace because he's able to refresh us daily. He, he gives us brand new mercies daily. I think one of the things that, that used to cause me to trip up in dealing with the, my frustration as a parent, my frustration as a single parent, my frustration as a widower, my, my frustration of being 51 in all of this pandemic is that 
I was picking up the mercies from yesterday or three years ago or 20 days ago or from beyond. I wasn't, I wasn't picking up those mercies that were brand new for me every morning. I was finding myself like the children of Israel when they were wandering in the desert in the wilderness for those 40 days or 40 years, I'm sorry, is a person who was picking up the manna from the night before or the day before, but it had has spoiled there were a certain key portions in the bible when the lord tells the children of israel that you can you can get you can grab enough manna for a for a day or two journey i'll let you know when those are so the, the so the lord was telling the people what to do but then there were a lot of instances where they were told no you're only going to eat the manna for today because in the morning it's going to be bad you're not going to be able to eat it and store it i wonder if the children of israel were thankful for those meals I wonder if the people who are homeless or, or, or sick with the coronavirus, I wonder if they're thankful. I wonder if anyone who's been healed and from the coronavirus is, is thankful. I'm wondering if anyone who's lost someone to the coronavirus, I, I wonder if they're thankful. I, I wonder if your person who's listening to this, I wonder if you're thankful for anything, thankful for to be able to hear the program right now. Thankful to just be able to hear. I, I, I'm thankful to be able to breathe and be able to, to bring this message. I, I'm thankful to the Lord for what he's doing, for waking me up this morning. I'm, I'm thankful for the Lord for keeping my children safe. I'm just thankful, period. Because there was moments when I, didn't, I couldn't feel anything but anger and pain and frustration. And I don't want to feel that way anymore. I remember what it was like to feel depressed and sad all the time. And that's not something I want to feel anymore. Not for the wrong reasons. I don't want to embrace those. I don't want to come into agreement with those spirits. I want to come into agreement with God and be thankful and give thanks and be a part of what he has for me. Hmm. And maybe that's where it starts. Maybe it's so often we don't think that the Lord has anything for us. Maybe that's where we lose our thankfulness. But the Lord has a plan for each one of us. He, he has a plan that was started even before we left heaven to come here. And we, we've dealt with that on a previous show. Like I have a guest that's coming on again that we're going to be working through that, that concept. Because the Bible says that that God foreknew us, or he knew us before we got here. That means that we were with God before we were with our mother in our mother's womb. Because it tells the word also says that he knew us, being God, he knew us before he knitted us and put us in our mother's womb, before he birthed us that way, before he created us, he knew us. And that's something we need to be thankful for because that negates any of the concept of we don't know where we're going after we die and we're just kind of here as some, as some random collection of particles. Nothing that God does is random. We may have random thoughts and we kind of bounce all over the place with those thoughts of heat that, that he allows us to have. But when you really think about God's plan, it's just so perfect, so intricate, and it's woven together in such a way that makes such a brilliant tapestry or a quilt or even one of those mosaics that we would watch and look at in the in the museum. 
all of the fine detail from different pieces of fabric, different people from different time periods who came out of time from heaven to come into time through the birthing process to live as humans and encapsulate and house our spirit in some type of great machine that, that are our bodies and be able to see and interpret it and get the impressions from the spiritual realm, but only to know in part. That's something we should all be thankful for, that to realize that the Lord has created us in his image so that we don't forget of who whose we are. So when we look into a mirror, the, the word says we may look into a mirror dimly in a a hope to be able to remember who we are and where we've come from. Lord, I thank you for the reminders. I thank you for for housing us in these vessels, these earthen vessels, where our life may truly be a vapor. And we don't know how long we were given, how long we volunteered to come to heaven, come from heaven to here. But we need to be thankful for what the assignment is that we need to do while we're here. We need to be thankful for our enemies who, who are reminding us what our purpose is. We need to be thankful for the people who make our lives good and challenging. We need to be thankful for the children that the Lord has allowed us to be entrusted with. Those are, again, people who came from heaven in advance to volunteer to be your child. So if someone volunteered to be my child, man, there's days where I feel for them. But when you really get right down to it we volunteered for this thing called life so we can't be mad at god you chose this you may not remember you have some spiritual amnesia about the assignment you were given but that's not god's fault it's a part of the process so we need to be thankful and it begins at home so while we're in this whole thanksgiving so, so you know, purple season for Thanksgiving. What are we going to show our kids? What are we doing for them? And are we going to mope around and be frustrated? Are we going to be in, or are we going to be intentional? And so I've, I'm choosing to be intentional with my kids. I'm choosing to take moments of what I would be able to want to lay on the couch or watch football or, or watch my favorite show or watch another episode of some other show that I have probably already seen 15,000 times on one of these content delivery networks i don't want to name them because they're not sponsoring the show so i don't need to give their names but we need to be able to spend time outside of the tv outside of social media and inside of our homes with people who know and want to be around us now i I get it there's some of us who can't be with them but okay we gotta stop right there this is the raising men show and i'm your host craig carlisle we'll be right back after these messages Hey everyone, my name is Eric Tomlinson with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate, where we design the sale of your home around you. With our nationwide network of agents, you and your family are at the center of every decision, conversation, and step of the journey to your next home. From hello to congratulations, selling your home with the Tomlinson Group at Rancon Real Estate is designed to both learn and surpass your expectations. Call me today at 951-970-6727 so we at the Tomlinson Group can begin surpassing your expectations today. We want to work for you. How do you avoid pitfalls that will disrupt your life? My office is very good with helping families protecting assets, building wealth, college flexible plans, tax-free retirement, and so much more. I am John Treese Wells with Royal Financial Group, licensed to help million-dollar families, businesses, and everyone in between. 
You can contact me at 951-757-4202 or email me at jw.nofamilyleftbehind at gmail.com. I'm about your family. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carla, on WKBY 1088. So we're in this series, It Begins at Home, and we're dealing with the... It, Dealing with being at home for Thanksgiving. Now, a lot of us are home for Thanksgiving and have been home for Thanksgiving, but a lot of us don't want to be at home for Thanksgiving because they want to be either at someone else's home or you want someone else to come to your home and you want to be able to have some adult conversation. All right, watch out now. Watch out there now with that adult conversation. But at least we want to be able to have some conversation with someone else, other, like in my case, other than, you know, youth who are speaking about video games and, and YouTube influencers but at the same time i'm thankful for that because it gives me a chance to hear my kids and see what they're into and see what they're all about and and find out what they're interested in they may not really care or have a notion as to what i'm interested in but in being intentional with them i've been able to listen and hear from where they're coming from and and hear what they're dealing with and get and to hear their thoughts on not being able to be as open and free and so cavalier about where we go, where we stay, what we touch, what we don't touch. Do we touch our face? Do we not touch our face? Do we wash with sanitizer? Do we wash with warm soap and water? Do we do we really need to wipe that doorknob 15 times? Do we really need to let that mail sit on the counter? And how long? And, and, and on and on and on. But, but we know it matters. And I know we're not going to be able to see the people who they may want to see this particular year and this may be the last year for some people i don't know we we're not guaranteed to make it to thanksgiving we, we're not make guaranteed to make it but to the end of this broadcast i could drop dead mid breath mid word mid sentence but i'm thankful that the lord allowed me to get through this and, and to have the days that he has i'm thankful for the lord to be to have given me the children that he's given me for as long as he as he has I, i'm thankful for the wife that he gave me for the, the length of time that he gave me her. And I thank the Lord for my next wife because I know she's on the way. I thank the Lord for Thanksgiving Day, for the meal, for the food that I'm going to be able to provide. I'm thankful for the food that the Lord has provided. I'm thankful that I've been able to be a blessing to to some other people who didn't have. Because that's just as important, if not more so, than being thankful for what you have because with obedience being better than sacrifice and that's what the word says that somebody is waiting on the other side of our obedience and if we're being disobedient to the lord they have to wait longer and there's some people out there that really can't wait any longer I don't know what they're going to do, but there's there's people, especially in this time of the year, in this part of the pandemic, something has happened to them or something has continued to have happened to them over and over and over again, where they just find themselves at their wits end, where they may be just sitting in a corner, rocking back and forth with their, you know, I don't know if it's their, their finger in their mouth, or maybe there's a bottle or some form of drug or some type of self-medication that's taking them away from what God wants us to do or wants them to do. But they're waiting on us to be obedient. I don't know if it's to send money, to, to donate a food gift, call, te- text, invite them over, 
quarantine with them. Well, if you don't want to bring them over, at least call and say hi. Text. Do something. But don't don't just do it for this one particular holiday season because I've got enough of those people in my life who, who I get the holiday message from you or from them once or twice a year maybe. And, and, and that's okay. And there's that's no shade on the people who send me those messages. I, I thank you, everyone, for doing that. But there are some people out there that need more than just the holiday, hi, how are you, thinking about you? Or the can cut and paste that you that you pasted from your social media or some other text to the other 50 people that you texted. I love the commercial that's on right now where there's this gentleman that shows up at another person's door and he answers. So after the person opens the door, it's like, oh, you're here. And, and, and the person on the outside actually answers their mess, their question in the text, but in, a, in their, with their own voice while they're standing there at the door. And the person whose home it is, he says, are you, actually answering my text message in person? He's like, yep, sure am. Because there's some people out there that just are craving and they need some human interaction. They need they need some God with flesh on because we know that God is with them, right? In, in, present with them at the time. And, because God can be in his all places at one time. He's, he's where he needs to be. He's where he wants to be. But some of us really want God with flesh on. We want to really know that there's someone next to us that understands our pain, that we can talk to, and it's just kind of help lighten that load. There, we get tired of, of, not always, but there are a lot of us that get tired of being all by ourselves all the time. And then there's also a collection of us that are lonely in a room full of people. Because the people that we're with don't understand our plight, don't understand our plea, don't have a clue as to what we're really going through. And it's not always the people's fault who's in the room with us. The onus of that is on the person who's not sharing. If we're, if we're not exactly explaining to people what we're going through or letting people in, I was guilty of that for many, 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 many years. Where I didn't let anybody inside of my castle, so to speak, they had to guess and wonder and just think, well, he must be okay because he doesn't ask for help. He doesn't say anything. He's got a smile on his face. I even, <laughs> it's ridiculous and ridiculously funny. When we were first dealing with the loss of the boy's mother, my late wife, and we were, we were not doing well at that particular moment in time. And we, another friend contacted the church that we were, that we were attending and even working at at the time. And they were saying, Hey, you know what? this family needs some help. We should help them. And the response from this person was like, oh, no, if they, there's no way that that family needs any help because if, if they needed some help, I would know. And I thought it was asinine for a person, for that particular person to, to say that because they hadn't spoken to us in probably six or eight or ten weeks to that point. And that was the, at the point where you know, my late wife at the time was really sick and then passed. And then after that, I hadn't heard from, I didn't hear from them before that unless we were actually doing something directly in ministry. And that that had not happened in several months. And so after that time, I had not heard from them. So how would you know anything about a person unless you're in community with that person? I I can probably count my community members on two hands, maybe four hands if I really extend it. Then there's some people who I know pretty well 
that I don't talk to as well. So that maybe that's another concentric circle. I mean, it probably deals with the concentric circles of our communities, right? So we have some people that are really tight that we see on a regular basis, probably the people that are in my home, my, my sons and you know, even my oldest son who's not in my home, but I, I talk to them regularly. Those are people that are in this, the innermost circle. And then there's an outer edge concentric circle that, that, that there are people we consider to be close friends that, or, that, that, are, that are with us that I don't necessarily see every day, but they're people that we can trust, people that we can talk to on a regular basis, people that if we if we needed something, they would probably get in the car and come where we are, get in the plane, well, I don't know what planes right now, but anyway, get to a vehicle that can get to us to help or or find out how we would need to be helped at that time. And so we, we can go from there. And then there's a you know an outer ring and maybe even more and more outer rings with people who don't necessarily know us quite as well as they think they do. However many circles that you have in your life, be thankful for them. But at the same time, you've got to be able to participate in those circles with those people just like you want people to participate in the circles with you. I'm an introvert by nature with extroverted tendencies, which means I have some opportunities where that's going to cause me to have to be public and Caused me to have to go outside. Caused me to have to talk to people, but it's exhausting for me. Now I don't have the introvert exhaustion as bad as a, as a lot of other people I know, but it's a problem. I need to refresh by resting. I need to refresh by doing something that makes me happy about me. I, I need to refresh by withdrawing. So. In my home, I, I'll withdraw from the kids when I get done with working. I'll go sit in my room and I'll try to leave my door open a lot of the time. But, you know, it's you, we, we share the bathroom. We only have two bathrooms in this home, which is I'm, I'm thankful for the two bathrooms. Trust me, it could be no bathrooms. We could be living on the side of the road or in a shelter. We we can have, you know, two bathrooms and one's broken. I know some people who are like that where they have multiple bathrooms, but, but one is broken. you got the toilet actually outside the home on the ground and that bathroom is not available because you just aren't fixing it. I don't know. It's a whole different thing. But I'm content with where we are at the moment so I can't be upset and frustrated because there's not two and a half baths or three baths or four baths or whatever. It's a bath. It's a shower. It's it's hot water. And and we went a few, well, we went a good strong week and a half, two weeks without heat when it was California cold because our thermostat broke and we were waiting for the new one to come. And it was tough. We thought it was tough, but there's people who live in shelters and live outside and live on the ground all day, every day in the cold. And I'm thankful that we weren't one of those people. We weren't in that number. I'm thankful that I can plan a menu. I may not be able to be with the people who I wanted to be with this particular season, but I'm thankful that there's people who we've even wanted to be a part of our life to have us over or think about us enough to send a meal or to send a thing. I'm thankful for those people that I'm in community with in the inner circle or whatever circle you find yourself in or I find myself in. I'm thankful for that because there's people out there who don't have any circles at all. Well, I guess you can always have one, right? Because that's just a circle of one. I have another friend that asks and offers, hey, can I come over? Can I come over? I'm I'm available all by myself. And they're, they're not in community with the people who they want to be in community with or they're not in a position to really be a part and I'm not able to host them this year. I will have, you know, 
some of the right quarantined people already here with us. And and this is a season where we have to all be mindful and be cautious of where we are in our interactions. I can't afford to have my you know sons who were being healed from asthma to be interacting with people who may be, I don't know where they've been. But in any case, I can't host and house people like we used to. But I'm thankful that at least there's people who want to be a part of our lives. I'm thankful that there's people who want to listen to the Raising Men show. I'm thankful that there's people who want to listen to the framework. I'm thankful for the syndication of the framework. I'm thankful for the singular station that I'm on for the Raising Men show because it could be no one that wants to hear. I'm thankful for the opportunity that the Lord gives on a daily basis. And I I keep trying to make sure I use the word thankful or thankfulness or something synonymous for that because in the Bible, if it's only got 32 verses dealing with being thankful, and I know over the last 51 years of my life, I can't honestly say that I've used that word thankful beyond the fact of you passing me something or or providing a service that I need, like go pick up your clothes off the floor, thank you. Go put your clothes in the wash, go clean your room, thank you. We have to do better than that. We have to be more than just thankful because you provided a service, but I thank you for praying for me. P-R-A-Y-I-N-G, not P-R-E-Y-I-N-G, on me. I'm thankful for not praying on you as well because that's not a good thing either. You're listening to The Raising Men Show, and this is the series that we're in. It begins at home. And I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. We'll be right back with our last segment. It's been a long time. Preach, preach up. If you really want to party with me, you got it. This is Mr. C, the host of The Framework, a Christian hip-hop music show. We're all getting back to live and looking for something new, clean, and something to bob your head to. Well, here it is. My four youngest sons and I, we're playing the best in Christian hip-hop music. Mainstream, indie, local artists, you name it. You don't have to be a super producer to get on the show. Follow The Framework on social media for airtimes and locations. This is Craig Carlisle, the host of The Raising Men Show, and I'm also an executive producer of the independent feature film Restored Me. It's a powerful, feel-good dramedy that centers around a young man trying to restore his relationship with his young daughter and her mother after his wrongful incarceration. This film speaks to restoring your faith and pushes a bold message of positivity and motivation. The cast includes Gary Owen, Bill Duke, Will Young Lee, Matt Gerald, Richard T. Jones, Malik Yovo, Yancey Arias, and Bo Casper Smart, just to name a few. Restored Me is available on over 100 digital markets, including iTunes, Amazon, and on demand from your local cable provider. Buy it, rent it, either way, I'm asking you to watch it. It'll bless your life. You're listening to The Raising Men Show with your host, my dad, Craig Carlo, on WKBY 1080 AM. This is our last segment of this particular series. Well, I don't know if it's our, maybe it's prophetic. I don't know if it's the last segment of this series. It begins at home and we have to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want us to do? What do you want me to do for the next series? Is it another week or two of this series or are we done and you'll show us something else? But in, in either case, I'm thankful for the guidance, Lord, for wherever you'd have us to find, to go next. I have another friend that I'm excited and thankful for that makes contact with me after a lot of the broadcasts, a couple of them do, and there's, there's always a conversation about 
these episodes and what what they're being said, and they're like, "Man, Craig, I just sometimes just have questions, and I make me that make me just think about where I am and what I'm doing and what I should not do." And and I'm thankful that we've had to, we've been able to have conversation about that as often as we can. But in in that in itself is a is a something to be thankful for because there's a lot of times we don't have anyone that we can share the word with and rightly divide the word and just. And just have conversations that are civil, that are empowering. And sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't don't agree. But but we can go to the Word and say, well, this is what the Word says about a topic. And the, and the Bible doesn't give you know a, a, broad, uh, a direct word on every single thing in life, but it covers a broad it covers everything from a synonymous or from a broad sense that you can apply righteousness to everything you can pro- apply goodness to everything you can you can apply a situation in the bible to something that was similar in topic and generality too and that's it's great because we're not left out here to be lost because i'm sure the bible didn't deal with social media specifically so let's not be super spiritual right now but we know that the bible did deal with backbiting and lying and, and people making up stories and bullying, whether you were cyber, we didn't have cyber back then, but, you know, the Sadducees and the Pharisees and just even just the neighbors nearby talked a lot of trash about people and that was untrue. And it made people feel some kind of way, told people's business and wanted to stone people. And then really, really, it, there really wasn't any truth behind some of these stories. And, and people who have the the log or the speck in their own eye, or I should say in this case, the Bible says the log in their own eye, but they want to go after that little speck of dust or that hair in someone else's eye, some something else that someone else is doing or saying or raising their children or something else that they're eating or how they're wearing their hair or you know wearing their clothes or what are you driving. But in reality, what are you doing in in and of yourself for yourself? Are you following Christ? And are you so worried about someone else's child and how they live? Are they are they straight? Are they gay? Are they fat? Are they tall? Are they skinny? Are they playing ball or not playing ball? Are they getting A's? Are they getting F's? Are they going to go to college? Are they not going to go to college? Do they get the scholarship? Do they not get the scholarship? Instead of wondering what's going on in your own homes. Are your kids doing their work on the distance learning? Are you doing your work? Or did you take out your trash? Did you cut your grass? Are you cooking your meal for your kids? Are you providing food for your kids? Are you, are you making sure your kids' clothes are washed? Are you washing? Are you, are you teaching someone anything? Do you have a kind word for someone? Are you tithing? Don't worry about me tithing. Are you tithing? And, 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 and the tithe doesn't always mean money. Is it my time? Is it my talent? Is it my treasure? Don't worry about my, are you worried about what I'm doing? Are you worried about is the raising mission or the framework, you know, are we on air 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Are, are, are we on 18 stations or 150 stations around the country? Or, or can I do more? But he made a mistake and I, I might have used the wrong word and gave the scripture wrong and come back to that. Are you worried about that? Are you worried about who someone else is dating versus who you're married to? Are you are you worried about someone else's desire, someone else's happiness versus your own? What are you thankful for? What what in your life needs to change that you know the Lord wants you to change, not a person who's lording over you? There's a difference between that. 
But when we spend the time with the Lord, are we actually taking the time to hear from the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, this is what I need to know. This is what I'm afraid of, Lord. This is what I would love to have happen. And But Lord, what do you have for me? And and I know you have a plan for me, but what is your plan? Is it a, is it a big P plan or is it a small P plan? Are, are you the big G God in my life or in the small G God in my life? Because right now, God, social media is a God for me and then YouTube is a, is a God for me and, 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 and content delivery networks. Okay, we're going to use their names now so we understand what a content delivery network work is 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 it's hulu netflix and amazon and oh watch out now are they those people gods in my life i saw a post today from another person i thought it was so awesome where it was they were contrasting what it took to spend money to help themselves like going to the gym and retire or spending money to, to start a business or go to a class that enriches themselves and did anything that was positive it was it was it was always too much of a cost to do anything positive, to eat well, to sleep well, to, to, to train your body and to become better versus anything that was negative that we wanted to do, spend money on, on extravagant meals and alcohol and parties and the latest fashion or the latest phone. Those were always, no matter what, even if the prices were one and the same, they would always make those, those choices as to do the selfish things, the things that made us feel warm and fuzzy. Versus the thing that made our body better and greater, expanded our mind and did what the Lord called us to do. Are you doing, are you following the dream that the Lord has given you in the, in the late night or buried in your heart to desire to have a certain thing and to do a certain thing? Or are you trying to be like someone else? I'm thankful that I'm finally delivered from performing for people, for performing for someone's approval. I'm thankful that I no longer worry about, about what people say about me and how I raise my kids or is he not married yet and why is he not married? His wife's been gone a long time. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I no longer have to worry, that I no longer care about toxic people, whether they were friends of mine, they were enemies of mine or they were related to me. I don't worry about toxic people anymore. I only have, I'm thankful that I only worry about what the Lord says about me, to me and for me. I'm thankful that I'm delivered from a poverty of spirit and a poverty mindset where I believe only the negative things are coming for me. I'm thankful for the thought that I believe. I don't, I'm not saying we're going to an easy believism philosophy, so don't, let's not get too, too super spiritual and think, oh, he's going into the prosperity you know, doctrine. You kind of stop listening to him. And it doesn't matter whether you listen or not. I'm just saying because you need to listen to the Lord because I'm not the one that's going to be helping you get to heaven. I'm going to point you towards Christ and point you towards God to get to heaven so you can work out your own soul salvation. But I'm not going to be the reason why you stumble. At least not intentionally, because I'm always encouraging you to find the right chapter and verse for yourself and for you to read it. A lot of tools that I use, I post on social media all the time in hopes that you would read it for yourself. So you can learn to rightly divide the word of God and show yourself approved. I don't have to show you to show you show God that you're approved. God knows whether or not you're putting in work, whether you're praying enough. Song we just played on the framework just this week. Song title is called Praying Enough. Am I praying the lyrics are Am I Praying Enough? I don't think you can ever pray enough, but I don't we don't need to be ritualistic and you know pray. 15 times a day. And I'm not, I'm not getting to anybody's religious values or faction. I'm not going to talk about that. But for me, I have a conversation with God pretty much almost all 
moments of every day because I'm talking to myself, so to speak, but I'm talking to God. I'm like, look, Lord, I need to know what to do here. I need, I need, I need some inspiration here. And even with crafting these shows, I don't know what I'm going to say sometime from moment to moment because, Lord, I don't know what you want for the people to have because I'm not that creative to be able to give an hour show or two minutes worth of any information. So, God, I, I pray that you put the words in my mouth and you and you use that ruah, the, the breath of God to speak to the people so they understand and they hear from you and they don't hear from me. It may be through my voice that they may hear you, God, but I pray that they don't see me in the delivery. Because if you see me in the delivery and you get tripped up on what you see, because I'm not the image of what you believe should be giving you that word, that's fine. And and that's too bad. But I pray that you can see beyond me. The Lord just hides me behind the cross, as the old folks used to say in the church. That you hide me, God, behind yourself. So people only see you, only hear you, only know you and don't know any of me. I'm thankful for the opportunity to just be able to do and be a vessel and be an instrument, be a toe, be a a breath of you, God. I'm thankful for the opportunity just to serve, God. I'm thankful for the opportunity just to be to respond to what you'd have me to do, God. I'm thankful for the fact that you give me visions and dreams for your people for and for my family, God. I'm thankful for those things and so many others. I grew up in the in the AME church, those who don't know what that stands for, the black church culture. It's not even really black church culture, but it's African Methodist Episcopal Church. It's the, it's the church structure that came out of the, 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 the white American Baptist church in, in, in the United Methodist Church, and it became the, the first place where the slaves actually got a chance to call their own church. And of course, it was patterned after the United Methodist Church and, and structure and, and sound. But I remember there was the old hymns of the church I always talk about, you know, hiding us behind the cross and being able to use those words from the time as a youth. God, I, I, I'm thankful that you hid your word inside of me. I'm thankful that, that my parents thought enough to teach me what they thought to teach me. And they may not have taught me the things that I would have wanted them to have taught me, God, but I'm thankful for what they did teach me. I'm thankful for the relationships that I have had for the time that I've had them, God, But because I'm not in community with some of the people that I was in community with earlier in my life, at various stages of my life, but that's okay. I'm thankful that I'm no longer mad at them or that's the fact that those relationships aren't there anymore. I'm thankful for the relationships that I have. I'm thankful for the help I have and I'm thankful that help is on the way. You've been listening to The Raising Men Show and I'm your host, Craig Carlisle. Till next time, enjoy your Thanksgiving. WKBY 1080 AM. We keep blessing you.